Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hey, y'all. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. And if this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. I feel like I just glitched. Okay. (laughs) To like this weird, awkward movement. Hey, y'all. Come on in. (laughs) Have a seat. We've missed you. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you're enjoying your December. Or whatever month it is that you're listening to this. Facts. You know where y'all at. We go on forever. Um, Yeah, we're excited to be back. We're having a good time. Oh my God, Kay, we've done nothing for Christmas. We don't even have a tree up. It's embarrassing. Let's not even get into the details. It's very embarrassing for everybody celebrating the new, the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Like, show us some of what you guys been doing. I want to see your decorations, your trees. Like, mm-hmm. at us. Post us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while you post it yeah okay so today's case was a little interesting i wrote it um maybe a week ago and i hate when i write cases and then record them later because i forget everything so this is probably gonna be new to me too okay i think those are the best ones so sister are you ready let's get into it okay let's get started in 1995 a man once considered to have quote highest potential for homicide would end up brutally killing another man considered to be the quote most sexually deviant person a psychiatrist had ever seen wow Uh uh-huh so join us as we discuss the murderer that's accused of killing a serial killer vincent rivera okay I'm kind of here for this. Mm-hmm. On February 10th, 1990, 43-year-old Grace Anthony was killed in her apartment at 1002 West Lemon Street. But her body wasn't found until a few days later by her kids. Horrible. Oh, no. When they came to check on her. Initially, police thought she'd been beaten to death. And then they thought she died of natural causes. A.K.A. they didn't know what the fuck what they were talking happened? about. But medical examiners, a.k.a. professionals, would determine that she was actually strangled to death. Oh, look at your marks. You didn't see it, cops? Dummies, dummies. And I also feel bad because we all know strangulation is such an intimate murder, I want to say. So who is this guy? Yeah. Because of the way she was killed and where she was found, police felt that she must have known or at least been familiar with Mm -hmm. her killer. Because, you know, in her house, Mm -hmm. you assume that she knew him. They noticed some of her belongings and valuables had been taken, so they assumed the main motive for the murder was robbery, Robbery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but didn't know much more about it at the time, so her case just kind of stalled for a while. Okay. Rest in peace to Grace. Rest in peace, Grace. I love that name. And something that I noticed in this case, or these cases, because there's obviously multiple involved, I can't find any pictures of the victims. At all? No, like no obituaries, no goodbye posts about them, nothing. Wow. 
really annoying. So we don't know what Grace is looking like. Mm-mm, we don't know what she's giving. It doesn't really matter what she's giving because obviously she lost her life. Right, of course. But you but know us. Of course, we want to know. The visuals are part of the case. Exactly. So it's either okay. way, rest in peace to Grace. Rest in peace, Grace. On February 20th, 1990, so that's fast forward 10 days, mm-hmm. 25-year-old Kevin Lamar Davis was found stabbed to death in his home at 8315 Iberia Place. He was found in his garage, to be exact, and appeared to have been robbed because his jewelry and his credit cards had been stolen. Mm. Mm-hmm. With investigators later learning that his killer ended up pawning some of that jewelry. So, there's a little bit of a paper trail there. A little bit of a crumb. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Kevin, though he was a black hairstylist in Tampa at the time. Mm, so, we're in Florida with it. Okay, we're in Florida. If that wasn't clear. Hey, Tampa. Hey, Tampa girl. It is one of my favorite places on the planet. Wow, all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's did it the was last like a home trip for us. We went to like make you realize that. Yeah, and it was like a home for us yeah. too. It was. So it was our home. We grew up a lot there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On Monday, February twenty sixth, police were able to arrest twenty six year old Vincent Rivera. Mm-mm. We're about to see Vincent. Who's that? Kristen. That's Vincent. I think he's giving like Afro-Latino. Oh, for Afro-Latino. sure. Afro-Latino. It's giving something Boricua. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know what that means. No, no, no. I'm just no. saying. It. It but he's fine. They arrested 26-year-old Vincent Rivera in Riverside, California, after they tracked him down by following the usage on Kevin's stolen credit cards. So you were still using it? Dang, oh, yeah. Vincent. Girl, that man traveled literally to the other side of the country. On his credit card. On somebody else's credit charge. So, yeah. When he was arrested, he had the IDs of multiple people on him. So, I guess this is what he does. Right. He's not he's, new to this. Right. He's he robbing. He a robber. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they weren't murder victims, and I'm assuming that they weren't, because mm-hmm. obviously he would have been charged with more. Mm-hmm. A little bit about Vincent. Well, we don't know what he was charged with. Not yet. But we know that he was responsible for Grace and Kevin's murder. Uh-uh. Yeah, remember... He, I said that they arrested him. Ended up him. arresting somebody, mm-hmm. but I didn't know he was really responsible for their murder. Oh, yeah, girl, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Vincent, uh-huh. you don't get that. I was about to say, this isn't his first little, you know. Rodeo. Absolutely not. In 1981, he was indicted on burglary and grand larceny charges in Suffolk County in, mm. in New York. Mm. So that was his place of origin. And as recently as January of 1990, he was in New York and had broken into a woman's apartment handcuffed her and stole her 1984 Sentra. Oh, he's a little klepto mm-hmm. with a hint of violence. Yeah, I'm about to say he's giving broke and violent. Yeah, I hate a thief. I do. I will say that openly. I used to steal. I can't lie. Yep. So I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> but it's true. So thank God he didn't unalive her, which is great. But he probably felt like he needed to start permanently silencing his victim so they couldn't snitch. Because obviously he got caught with this, and and know. obviously he's not gonna stop. Mm, no, especially if he's not gonna get get an actual job. And I didn't find out too much about like who he was at the time, mm. what he was doing, mm. which sucks too. Because we like to know everything. Mm-hmm. Deputies say Rivera confessed to killing Davis and to the murder of forty three year old Grace Anthony. So he confessed. You did it, you son of a gun. <laughs> Mm, Police mm, learned mm. that Vincent had met Grace on February 10th at a bar. And that's the same day that he killed her. They said he talked his way into her house and ended up murdering her with the ultimate goal of just stealing her money. You didn't need to murder her. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Wow. 
And with Kevin, Vincent had met Kevin by total accident. Kevin was out with some friends when he saw Vincent walking on the side of the road and just because he was an amazing person, mm-hmm. offered him a ride. Kevin, y'all, hitchhiking, not a thing. Kevin, we can't, no. we can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell from Kristen's reaction, he may have thought he was a looker. You know, it was like, well, hmm, it's a possibility. Because he is. But fine doesn't mean safe all right in the head right (laughs) fine does not mean normal no the interaction must have been harmless because a week later vincent and some of his friends went over to kevin's to hang out and once the friends left vincent attacked kevin and killed him that's weird kayla Mm -hmm. and very unhinged Mm -hmm. he brought his friends around him and proceeded to still murder him yeah Knowing I think that people could place him there. So they now know what Ke- who Kevin is, mm-hmm. where the niggas where the stay. stay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're yeah. just completely comfortable with that. Yeah. Wow. That's why I'm like, what was his state of mind? And we're going to kind of talk about that. Vincent wrapped Kevin's body in heavy black plastic and bound it all together with an electrical cord. He tried to hide Kevin's body and disguise the odor by hiding it under the couch. No. Mm. What? How not get working that and then pouring disinfectant around the body also dumb and how long did you expect that to last 20 then? minutes had to be 20 right. minutes and that took a little bit of time to do all that because he also used paint to cover blood stains and then he left in kevin's gray toyota camry oh okay very bold very 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 bold almost thought out that's so scary, Definitely bro. premeditated. He just wants to steal your stuff, but to do so, he has to end your life. Because I think he, and I think he's enjoying it at this point. There may be a little bit of enjoyment attached to it. Hmm. Mm. This is so sad. Rest in peace, Kevin. Rest in peace, Kevin. From there, Vincent flew to Los Angeles wearing Davis's clothes, which is disgusting. You nasty. And used his credit cards in hotels in Riverside, California. Police said he offered to pay the hotel bills of other guests, like using credit cards in exchange for cash. So mm-hmm. I guess he was like trying not to Hustle. leave too much of a paper trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh well, and you can't buy drugs with credit card. A credit card. So. And that's a that's a hustle, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Converting digital into real money. Yeah. And that digital money ain't even yours. Oh yeah, that's like the oldest scam in the book. In the book. <laughs> Shout out to all these scammers out there. Mm, y'all doing y'all the big suck. one. Suck. <laughs> I got scammed. <laughs> I got scammed too, child. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot. I'm about to say, he's like... A lot child- of bippity-boppity-booing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's comfortable. Like, he's having fun. Like, he's Rico Suave in this mm-hmm. piece. Living off other people's money. Having a little dirty secret. Probably smiling and fun to yep. people from the outside. Yep. And you know what I've kind of noticed? I feel like a lot of criminals think that when you do a crime, you're going to get arrested quickly. Mm. And then when you go a little bit of time without being arrested, you're like, oh, wait, like I'm in the clear. I could do this again. It's sweet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So. So he's feeling 10 days. He he goes 10 days from killing Grace to killing Kevin. I'm sure he was like, wow. And nobody's come to pick me up. Let's try it again. Mm hmm terrible that's when vincent was arrested and sent back to florida to face his charges Mm. but before that happened he was in custody for a couple days when he was found to have a razor blade attached to some type of like handle and they found a piece of metal that police think he planned to use to make handcuff keys so the man was preparing to bust the fuck out of there Mm premeditated vincent had a plan 
Yep. May not have been the brightest. I was about to say, he was a menace, though. But he was a menace. For sure. When he ended up being evaluated by two different psychiatrists, both deemed him incompetent. Yeah. Even though it seemed like the crimes were, like we just said, well fucking Mm -hmm. planned and thought out. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, mental illness and mental intelligence gets misconstrued. Because you can be very smart and be completely unhinged and need to be in a psych ward. This is true, though. He allegedly suffered from hallucinations and was incoherent, meaning he was, like, unclear and hard to understand. Mm. And his own lawyer said that he was, quote, an awful sick puppy. Wow. I don't see that when I look at him in his eyes, though. Mm -mm. I I don't don't. see an awful sick puppy. No, I don't either. I feel like he's cunning. Like I said, I think he's smart. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's aware of possibly how to play the system Mm -hmm. because psychology isn't an exact science. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And a psychiatrist named Dr. Melvin Gardner said that he had the highest potential for homicide that he'd ever seen and recommended that Vincent be, quote, under heavy sedation and be maintained in this way at the state hospital. What was he giving? I was about to say, what is Vincent giving? And this doctor or whatever, he's not a novice. Like, he's not just someone that met this guy, has no experience with serial killers. He's interviewed a lot, including a nigga named Bobby Joe Long. Mm. He was a man that in 1984 used newspaper ads to find his victims, which were unsurprisingly women, Mm. who he'd end up raping or raping and killing. And he confirmed to have been responsible for the death of 10 women in eight months. Wow. Disgusting. Yeah. Who knows how many victims he has alive or not alive at that point because he's completely fucked up. Right. So this psychiatrist has had experience with this person for yes. long. Yes. Therefore, he's saying Vincent's pretty freaking bad. Yeah, like even though Vincent only killed two people, right. He and this man killed- has killed 10 and was like violently attacking women, he feels like Vincent's worse than this guy. I cannot understand. So, Rock that's, my brain a, that's saying a lot. What Vincent is giving. I know. I know. I wish there was more. Wish there was more. This guy, Bobby Jolong, was executed in 2019 for his crimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Bye, Bobby. Mm-hmm. On March 18th, Vincent was deemed unfit to stand trial. And the prosecutor, Ronald Ficarotto, Ficarracha? Okay. Mm-hmm. Something Italian. Okay. Even said, quote, hopefully we'll get him back in three months so I can put him in the electric chair where he belongs. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Vincent. Mm-hmm. Which is something that Vincent apparently was not against. He reportedly told police that the reason he fled from New York to Florida was because Florida had the death penalty and he wanted to die. Okay. Right. Which is weird because New York. went back to L.A. Well, when he was escaping. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And New York had the death penalty active for like two years at that point. So maybe he didn't know, but Mm. I think he was just blowing smoke Mm -hmm. but that thought process didn't last the assistant public defender in the case said quote once he was medicated he decided the electric chair really wasn't such a hot (laughs) idea after all he didn't want to die after all so after vincent was deemed fit to stand trial on january 25th 1991 he ended up pleading guilty to the first degree murder charge that he got for kevin and armed robbery for kevin and then second degree murder and the strangling of grace anthony giving plea He was sentenced to 45 years in prison. Wow. Not enough. To be followed by 15 years of probation. So they really thought this man was going to be getting out. Wow. 
somehow. Vincent was 27 at the time of the arrest, so 45 years means like 72 years. Mm-hmm. You're not really getting out. And then 15 years on top of that, you'll be like 87. Like, yeah, right. what do you got time being on probation at 70 some years old? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Checking in, being in cups and shit. My please. Right. Prosecutor Ficarota said, quote, I had some concerns that he might not receive the death sentence in a trial because of his prior mental history. But they were both violent murders and he's going to spend lots of time in prison, end quote. Period. Which is true. But does the case end there? I don't think so because we're not that far in. Of course not, sister. (laughs) Once Vincent was in custody, he was a whole problem. So Uh let me show you what Vincent started to look like. (laughs) Uh Yeah. He was addicted to appealing literally anything he could. He made human rights complaints. He was really taking the justice system for a fucking ride. By storm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much so that the United States Supreme Court got so irritated with him that they forbid him from filing any non-criminal writs. Like, get out of our face. Don't bring that whack job stuff in here. He must have been doing a lot Mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. He seems like a short, loud guy Mm -hmm. in this picture. Mm -hmm. For sure. Ain't got nothing else better to do than to corrupt and terrorize. (laughs) I agree. In a five-year time span, Vincent had amassed 47 disciplinary write-ups, including being violent and assaulting other prisoners. Mm. So, it was in him. Mm. It ain't on him. Mm. And on December 3rd, 1995, Vincent tried his hand at being a murderer again. Whoa, in prison? In prison. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to talk about it. You guys, I hate working out. I mean, not really hate it, but... I could be doing other things, but you know, I'm trying to prioritize getting my body back right and enjoying myself as much as I can. And Copilot has really helped me do that. Not only Copilot, the app is incredible. It's the easiest experience I've ever had as far as getting a personal trainer and helpful yet hard enough workouts that make me feel like, yeah, that hurts, but I'm going to see the results. So if you guys want to try out having a personal trainer that creates workouts just for you, specifically for what your needs are and what you're looking for, you have to try Copilot. And if you're a listener of this show, head to go.mycopilot.com slash blackyoucrime to get a 14-day free trial plus 20% off your first month. You're saving so much money and starting your fitness journey or even continuing your fitness journey. It's a win-win. Again, head to go.mycopilot.com slash blackyoucrime to get a 14-day free trial and 20% off your first month. But you have to sign up by February 1st. So don't even waste no time. Sign up today. <laughs> Okay, back to the episode. On Sunday, December 3rd, 1995, Vincent killed a serial killer named Gerard Schaefer. Whoa. He stabbed Gerard 42 times around his head and neck and slit his throat. Whoa. And Gerard was found later in his cell. Vincent? Vincent looks like a little peewee. Yeah, I don't know what he stabbed this dude 42 times in his head and skull and neck. Oh, yeah. This was personal. Wow. Like, he he had probably been fantasizing about this for a minute. Brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. The only clue to who the killer could be was a single bloody handprint on the cell wall. Mm. Authorities tried to figure out what a motive could have been for someone to kill Gerard. And, I mean, I mean, now that I know what I know, I can think of plenty of them because he was a fucking deplorable person okay so i mean he was a serial killer for goodness sakes that's true here's a little bit about 
Gerard. Gerard John Schaefer Jr., also known as the killer cop, mm. the hangman, and the butcher of Blind Creek. Oh, that's a pretty dope name. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If it wasn't associated with murder, murder, it sounds pretty dope. The butcher of Blind Creek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like a book. Sounds like a book title, <laughs> for sure. He was convicted of the 1972 brutal murders of two teenage girls in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Oh, no. But was suspected of killing at least 26 more. Wow, 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 wow. And it's even worse because he worked as a sheriff's deputy in Martin County, Florida, when he was doing all of this horrible. Ooh, it just gave me shivers. Mm -hmm. This man was covered up as a cop, someone who's supposed to protect and uphold. Mm -hmm. And he's killing. Yeah. Probably women. Insane. It kind of reminds me of that kid, um, Khalil Wheeler Weaver. We covered his case. And he was looking up how to become a cop mm-hmm. while he was like Trying meeting girls on yeah dating apps and killing them mm-hmm. awful and specifically so he could like have more access correct to people correct he gained the name hangman because he liked to bind women to trees with the hangman's noose around their neck before he proceeded to torture and murder them wow that's nasty. so he was sadistic as well as just sick but did he sexually assault them um, I'm sure a part of torture could be included in that. The prosecutor in his case described him as, quote, the most sexually deviant person. Uh, mm-hmm. Born in 1946 in Wisconsin, Gerard had a very strained relationship with his father growing up. And despite him having a great relationship with his mother, like we know, he would go on to victimize women. Mm-hmm. By his teenage years, Gerard had developed Gerard. <laughs> Kareem abdul Gerard. Mm-hmm. Gerard had developed a very sexually deviant appetite toward women. He mm. often thought of hurting women. He also would wear women's jaws on occasion. Mm. Mm-hmm. He would choke himself until he ejaculated while he's wearing the jaws. Oh, yeah. He's definitely deviant. Oh, my God. Well, if that's what you wanted, you could get somebody to do that for you. Kristen, he was a teenager. Oh. He's a teenager at this point. A grown man. No, none of this. Nothing would be consensual. Not to kill nobody. Good lord, he would even tie himself to trees, and he was doing things like this so often that it was just about all he could think about. Wow. Yeah, he was a peeping tom. He started cross dressing and said he only did this to avoid the draft during the Vietnam War. What does that even mean? He was gay, or he was like trans. He was dressing as a trans. He was, like, dressing in women's clothing. To avoid the Vietnam War? Yes. I guess he was pretending, like, to be a woman. I don't know, Jerrica, girl. Whatever you say. Because. <laughs> I'm like, be for real, Jerrica. There might be an extra layer of something there. Be for real. He made girls at school uncomfortable. He would break his neck to try to, like, look up under their skirts. Ew. Thirsty as a perv, Fucking perp. He got married, but he lasted less than two years with that woman because his wife said he was just so cruel. Hmm. He first became a police officer in 1972 because he failed the first two times he tried to get in. That's what you get. There was some things off with him and they could tell. I don't I don't know why they think to reward persistence when it comes to your your psyche, your safety and the public safety, because that man is using his badge to hide behind as he kills all these women. And you can tell something's up with him. He's not normal. No, he's very off. His first job lasted only six months because he behaved inappropriately at a drug raid. Mm-hmm. 
On July 21st, 1972, Gerard met two hitchhikers, 18-year-old Nancy Trotter and 17-year-old Paula Sue Wells, and he offered them both a ride. Oh, God. Say no, girl. Say no. I know. Once he got them in the car and started driving, he warned them against hitchhiking and said they could possibly be sold into white slavery. And then he had to specifically say white slavery. Like, of course he did. <laughs> Disgusting. Why don't you just say human trafficking? I was. <laughs> There's an option. That's what I'm saying. And why do people always think that black people are the only people to ever be enslaved? I don't know. For him to say white slavery. Slavery is should not be synonymous with black people because that's. Anybody can be a slave, and anyone has been a slave, mm, like any race. Right, like, you know what I'm saying. Mm, like as far has as history been a slave goes, to something, somebody. As far as history goes, yes. <laughs> he eventually handcuffed and gagged them, tied them to a tree with a noose around their necks, and told them beforehand that he planned to rape and murder them. Well, well, there you go. And unfortunately, he did. That's exactly what happened. He ended up leaving them there, though, because he received an urgent call from the radio, like dispatch, mm -hmm. saying that he needed to come back to the police station immediately. Ooh. Mm -hmm. When he came back two hours later, he learned that the two girls had escaped. Ah, period. <laughs> and then called into Sheriff Robert Crowder and said, quote, I've done something very foolish. You'll be mad at me. Mm. He said he planned to teach the two girls a lesson about hitchhiking, but, quote, overdid the job. Kayla. I know. He's, like, off. He's, like, I don't understand. Like That reaction made me feel like there's a boys club thing. Oh, Like, there. Because they even feel comfortable enough to call your sheriff and say, I did a bad thing. You're not going to be happy with me. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to teach him a lesson, and, and I, I overdid, overdid the job. Like, yeah, that gives me something's going on behind closed doors. He's seen something before. Yeah. There's a very inappropriate comfortability there to even admit to something like this. Wow. So thankfully, the girls did survive. I hope they didn't go to the police. Uh, they did. Mm -hmm. His wife at the time believed that he was just trying to teach them a lesson. The wife knows? Yeah. She knows about this. And she just thought, this is a huge misunderstanding. And she posted his bail wives mm-hmm gotta do better while out on bail he abducted two more girls 17 year old susan carroll place and 16 year old georgia jessup mm. gerard who introduced himself as jerry actually met susan's mom and explained how he was in his early 20s and planned to take them to the beach susan's mom was like there's something suspicious about him i don't fucking like it hello so she took his license plate down mm -hmm. good lord kayla he killed the girls yep Golly. Gerard was eventually, I don't know what his name is. I can't Gerard. say. Gerard. What am I saying? I'm saying Gerard. Yeah, like a garage. Like garage. Mm -hmm. Or garbage. Because mm -hmm. he is garbage. Because he is. Gerard was eventually sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole. Period. You've done too much dirt out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. And people are going to hate him in prison, too. <laughs> Gerard actually had some trouble behind bars with some other inmates. Mm. He was not well-liked at all. Apparently, Gerard was known to be, quote, a rat, pain freak, and a manipulating snitch. I believe it, 100%. Damn, he's a snitch, he's too. He's a pussy. He does give, like, weak. Yes. And he was in the law enforcement. Yes. And so like they probably hate him. For many reasons. And now, and you still snitching? Mm-hmm. Mm. And he also owed people money. So Ew, I'm he's like. He's just a slum of a human being. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. 
and one of the theories is Vincent was just hired to take him out mm-hmm. because, you know, he owed so many people money. He was rubbing people the mm-hmm. wrong way. Just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. The inmates would throw poop at him and throw pee on him. And they set his cell on fire twice. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Dang, they did not like him. They were not trying to make him comfortable. Mm. Another motive theory was that one day Vincent was planning to make some coffee one day, but Gerard had used up all the hot water. Okay. And then Vincent just fucking snapped, bitch. Hauled off. Literally. One plus two equals three. <laughs> 3,000? <laughs> From three to 3,000, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey friend, have you tried microdose gummies yet? These gummies deliver a perfect entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of whatever you're trying to feel. So if you're trying to feel a little bit more creative, microdose gummies got you. You want to have some better sleep? Microdose gummies got you. Do you want to recover from your workout even better? Microdose gummies got you. We highly suggest trying them out. And if you're a listener of this show, just visit microdose.com and use our code BLACHUCRIME to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com. The link can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com using code BLACHUCRIME. And see if these gummies are a great addition to your everyday life. Okay, now back to the episode. We will likely never know what happened and what led to the murder, but they seem to think Vincent is the killer. Mm. But according to Vincent, he was being framed. In November of 1996, six months after he was officially charged, Vincent wrote to Sandra London, not sure who that is, claiming that he was innocent and that the bloody handprint found in Gerard's cell didn't even match his print or Gerard's. Okay. So who did it belong to? Right, like who did it? And you know how sometimes... In these types of investigations, they get lazy quick. Mm-hmm. But to ignore such a huge piece of evidence, like, I don't really know mm-hmm. what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. And we probably will never know because this case is really old. Mm. But according to Gerard's mother and sister, and Gerard is the piece of shit that was killed. Right. Just in case you forgot, sister. Thank you. Otis Tool is the real murderer. Wait, what? Otis Tool is the real murderer, according to Gerard's gerard's family okay and he, who is oh look at otis. <laughs> otis look at otis this is otis disgusting ew and otis is another serial killer who is responsible for the murder of six women and you may have heard of his name because he was a close associate of a man named henry lee lucas a.k.a. the confession killer, a murderer who would confess to dozens of murders that he never even committed. Mm. And there's like a documentary about him on Netflix, I think. And why did he do that? Because I think he really just wanted the notoriety. notoriety. Mm-hmm. From what he even confessed himself, that's what his ultimate goal was. Mm-hmm. Otis even confessed to some murders that he didn't commit. And I think, like we already talked about, notoriety mm-hmm. was the the main goal mm-hmm. but when it came to gerard's death otis claimed he had nothing to do with it mm. ironically otis tool would end up dying in september of 1996 from cirrhosis of the liver and that's two months before vincent wrote his note mm. weird mm-hmm. like he didn't even know that otis could have been a scapegoat for them to even use mm-hmm. Because the man's already dead right so what are you even saying that's what i'm saying so at this point like vincent is he may be telling the truth he may be telling the truth. Okay, well, I just don't trust not now, none of them. I mean, you can't. I can't and the thing trust is, Vincent. He's spending, he's spending so much time in prison already that, like, why would he lie about one more body? I don't even know. 
he confessed to the two he already had. Right. Why would he lie about the third? And rest in peace to Grace and Kevin again. Once again. It didn't make a difference, though, because three and a half years after Gerard's murder on June 8th, 1999, 33-year-old Vincent was found guilty of second-degree murder and sentenced to 53 years and 10 months in prison. You ain't coming out, Vincent. You're definitely not. And it's a slap in the face, though. Mm. Like, yeah, he's not coming out, but why did you get sentenced to another more 50 years? years more years. No, no, no. You got sentenced to more time than you did for Wee. killing two innocent people. Wee. Well, I'm thinking he got sentenced to more time because it's his second offense. So I'm like, okay. You know, I don't you think bump so. up the time, but... Honestly, y'all, like, why did you bump it up to 50 years? Why didn't you say, like, to the death? I mean, with Vincent. I, I do think it's a slap in the face. Like, it would have been completely like for insulting sure. to give him a death penalty for killing a serial killer. When of course. When you basically let him not skate, but get away without getting the death penalty for killing two innocent people. Two. So... It yeah. is. Like, if you were a family member, you would be like, are you joking? Mm-hmm. You'd be uh, outraged. Right. At the time of Gerard's death, he was scheduled to speak with detectives the day after he died to talk about three cases that had been reopened. And he agreed to cooperate with police in exchange for being moved to another facility. Ooh. That was supposed to happen the very next day. So-called. But he Vin- was killed. Right. By somebody. Ooh. And they think that it was Vincent. As far as I could find, Vincent is still serving his time. He ain't getting out mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. But I'm confused why everyone was so sure Vincent killed Gerard. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what was the evidence there? There was no court documents that I could look up and find about it. No CCTV. Like, what's going on here? You know, from what I read, there wasn't any undeniable evidence that attached him to it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe he really is being scapegoated for this shit. Because he already has so much time, he'll never live a full life outside of prison nobody believes him he's manic he likes to kill he's the perfect scapegoat if he is the scapegoat yeah and of course he's still in court because he's had all these filings of complaints and appeals and all that type of stuff so he's still alive and well and causing hell still to this day (laughs) vincent is like one of the real bad baby kids just can't get away from and can't get it together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that is our case for this week wow that was like a literally a figure eight case yeah so much was going on yeah it was it was and we talked about vincent who was supposed to be like you know the black person in this case just if if you guys are always like watching the show or listening to the show and you're counting how many black people are involved there's two that we know of so far in this these cases i'm cracking up why would you do that I mean, it's a black show. Sometimes when we cover people from other races in mm-hmm. this, you know, in the episode, they're like, okay, well, where's the connection to black the show? True crime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just so. know there's going to be at least one. There's always going to be a connection. We're not going to come over here and do anything other than what you expect. Because, mm-hmm. well, in the, in the sense of like, you know, the name of the show, and the name see, of the I'm game. Very spontaneous. Kristen. Okay. Well. Let us know what you guys thought about this case, this episode. It was a little bit of a shorter one. Yeah, it was a little... But I did want to share it because I liked that. Another killer killer killed a serial killer. I like those. It reminds me of Christopher Dorner. And Jeremy Dahmer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, so let us know what you thought. Like, how does Otis fit into all of this for real, for real? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think? Also, please send us your holiday decks. Yeah. see your decos, your decorations. What is it giving? What is it giving? I also wish we knew more about Vincent. I just thought about that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like his upbringing and how how, was he the way that he was? I was about to say, how extensive were his mental health issues? Like, what was that really giving? For him to be deemed incompetent for three whole months? But yeah, okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening to the show as usual. If you like it at all, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. Facebook. It really helps the show grow. And yeah, before we go, as always, be safe, protect protect your peace, and and protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case, friend. Period. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.